Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Leaving off yesterday talking about the prodigal son, his elder brother, and the father. Let's uh, go ahead and look at the story one more time as it pertains to conscience. It says, And a certain man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. So both of them got their inheritance. And not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and he wasted his substance with riotous living. Now, here's something that we can learn. It says he wasted his substance with riotous living. The scripture shows us in the book of Proverbs that we are not to be wasters, wasters of the time that God has given us, wasters of the blessings that he has given us, just basically wasters of anything and everything. Even Jesus, when the multitude of 5,000 was fed and the multitude of 4,000 was fed, he had his disciples go and gather everything up so that nothing was wasted. So that's something to consider there. Uh, Many times we squander the blessing of God upon our lives. We squander the teaching, the word. Uh, We squander what God has given us. And without realizing it, we are actually putting ourselves in a position where we become, the scripture says in Proverbs, we become a friend to the lazy person. And I've mentioned it before uh, many a times that uh, God looks down and frowns on the, on the lazy person quite a bit. Uh, he, he is not considered someone that is an individual. Now also the individual that gives himself to too much sleep and, and the lazy person and the waster are all the same companion. And the end result, it says, they shall come to poverty. And not many days after the younger gathered his stuff together, and he took a journey into a far country, and there he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, think about it, how many years it had taken the father to gather everything that he had gathered, divide it in half so that each one gets half, And then this young man goes and just squanders that entire half of the inheritance in a short time. And what he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want, whereas before he was not. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swines, and he would faint and have filled his belly with the husk that the swines did eat, and no man gave him unto him. Now, of course, that shouldn't surprise us because if the scripture says that the waster, 
the lazy man and and uh the the individual that has a lifestyle uh, of sin it does say he shall not prosper he will not be blessed in the things that he does so no man gave anything to him and when he had come to uh when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and i perish with hunger i will rise and go to my father and will say unto him father i have sinned against heaven and before thee <clears throat> now much like uh, psalm 51 david's opening prayer there it 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 has uh this sound uh, uh to it it says have mercy upon me o god according to your loving kindness according to the multitude of your tender mercies blot out my transgression wash me thoroughly from my iniquity cleanse me from my sin for i acknowledge my transgression the word acknowledge is simply uh meaning that he knew he he saw he recognized he observed he was a green with uh the state of his being and that was that it was in sin i acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before thee now we have said and we have learned that in the new testament jesus is the high priest of our confession and we have learned that the confession or the word their confession or profession means to acknowledge and say the same thing so if god says it's sin and we say it's sin and we're confessing it to him then we are agreeing yes that you know we need something done in our lives so he says i have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no worthy no more worthy to be called thy son and make me as one of thy hired servants and he arose and he came to his father now here's the thing he rehearsed in his mind and in his life or maybe it came out of his lips this a uh, scenario of what he was going to do and what he was going to say and the scripture says that when he did come to his father <clears throat> his father saw him a great ways off and his father ran and saw him had compassion on him he must have looked really scrawny uh how he made it from the distance of the far land uh to where he was at is another thing that we have to consider especially since he had no money to eat and he ran the father ran and fell upon his neck and he kissed him and the son said unto him father i have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son of course that's what he had rehearsed earlier but the father said unto him servants bring forth the best robe and put it on him and a ring and on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring here the fatted calf and kill it let us be let us let us eat and be merry for this is my son he was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry 
Now, when the elder son was in the fields, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Now, th this is something that we have to consider. I mean, there really was a big celebration. Jesus' words are, or when one sinner repents, uh, there, there's, there's more joy in heaven for one sinner that repents than forty-nine for uh, than for uh, ninety-nine righteous men. There's something about when a sinner turns to God, and the conscience and the work of the Holy Spirit has worked on him. And it says, and he said uh, to one of the servants and asked him what these things meant. And he said unto him, thy brother is come. Thy father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And the, the word there entreated him, basically uh, called him near. He invited him. He implored him. He consulted uh, with him. Uh, uh, he, he desired him to come in, to be part of this. And he answering and said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou hast never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. So we can see here that there was something in the elder son that he held a grudge. Yes, he served his father, but it wasn't out of a willingness, out of love. It was out of a service of dead works. But then he says and replies, But this thy son was come, which has devoured your living with harlots. Now we have to ask the question, how did he know he had devoured the living with harlots? We know he wasted it. We know it was riotous living. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. Now these words we can find also in Jesus' godly prayer in John chapter 17, where Jesus says, All of thine is mine, and all of mine is thine. Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine. In other words, he recognized stewardship the importance of it in his life. Stewardship of managing the household, the household goods, the household servants, the household things and the household herds or animals or fields or grain or whatever it is that he had. To manage the time that he had, he could have managed that time and have enjoyed himself with music and with dancing with his friends. But he never did, because he was too concerned at the time of keeping the commandment. He says, I have I at any time transgressed thy commandment. Whatever that was, he had not. But yet, he was living a life that was basically rule-regulated. It wasn't out of love. 
And the father says unto him, It was necessary that we should be merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, was lost and is found. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comer thereon too perfect. For then they would, they would not have ceased to be offered because the, trans, because the worshiper once purged should have no more conscience of sin. This is what Christ came to do for us. In that we were sinners and the Holy Spirit comes into our lives. He does a cleansing and purging work with the precious blood of Jesus and with the word of God. Once we have been convicted by the Holy Spirit of our sin, the Holy Spirit then, through the word of God, cleanses us. And as we confess our sins, we are also cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Jesus told them, now you are clean in John chapter 15. Not all of you, but now you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. And you have to remember that each and every one of them was also going to forsake and abandon Jesus. Peter was going to deny him three times. Uh, Judas was going to sell him off. So Jesus here says, in the act of washing their feet, that you are clean, the word that I have spoken unto you. And as we walk in the light, as we walk in the word of God, then the, 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 the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all iniquity, from all transgression, from all sin. But when our own conscience convicts us of something that we have done, then we have to confess before God our transgression, just like David. But as we're walking in the Word of God and the light of the Word of God shines upon, we recognize, wait a minute, the Word of God says this. I should be doing this and I haven't been doing it. Or the Word of God says, I shouldn't be doing this and yet I've been doing it. Then all of a sudden, the Word of God brings light. And as we obey and walk in that Word, then the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and unrighteous righteousness that we were unconscious of without realizing it. We're cleansed of it. But then there are things where our conscience just very loudly, as a monitor says, no can do. And then we go ahead and do it. Now we need to openly confess and have our sin purged, our sin forgiven, our sin washed. And once it is, we are no longer to have that consciousness of what we had done, because that is what the work of the blood of Jesus does. It cleanses our conscience so that we no longer have to have remembrance and condemnation and guilt of what is past. As long as sin is abiding, we will be conscious of it and sense the sense of condemnation and sense the sense of guilt and accusation. But once it is purged by the blood of Jesus, once confession has been made, once we have obeyed and walked in the word and in the light of God's word, then we are free and we are free indeed. Consider this 
food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.